0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Food for Thought. I'm Catherine, And I'm Emily. And today, we have a guest episode for you all. Today, we are having... (laughs) Today, we have Zoe McCormack on the podcast, and we're very excited, and I think that this will be a very beneficial conversation and podcast for you all to listen to. I
1: can give a little intro to sorry, I thought someone was coming in, to Zoe um, and then I'll let her take it away and like introduce herself but Zoe and I met in second year university we were in the same one of the same film classes and then just right away Zoe Maggie and I became like a little film squad so we went to all of our classes together and we became very close and um, she was one of my friends who visited me in France last semester or last year when I was on exchange and we spent like the week in Paris together which was super fun anyway she has now some exciting new changes in her life that we thought it would be really exciting to share on the podcast so though you can like just, I don't know introduce yourself what do you do what just tell us yeah Everything. Go okay. ahead.
2: <laughs> Hello, my name is Zoe. I am so excited to be on the podcast. Um, this is my first podcast. Yay! And I'm so happy to be doing it with Fast Podcast. podcast. Um, yeah. So, Zoe, I went to Queen's University with both Catherine and Emily, and um, just about three weeks ago, I moved to Paris um, to work here live here it's been super crazy and also throughout all of university i was kind of like a college youtuber so i made vlogs and stuff and emily and katherine are in them so you can go watch (laughs) them
1: um
2: yeah i'm very excited to kind of you know live in paris and start working here and also bring the youtube channel to paris
0: yes i love the paris content thanks for I know it's kind of perfect yeah thanks for sharing and for the little intro and also for those of you more curious about Zoe's YouTube we're gonna link um her channel in the show notes so you guys can all check it out after listening to this episode um but yeah so obviously (laughs) subscribe guys everyone be a loyal subscriber
1: um and leave a comment because she answers every single comment yeah no cap (laughs) <laughs> um, obviously, go ahead Catherine I
0: was gonna say obviously Zoe has a lot of exciting things happening in her life right now and I think it's a good time to kind of be talking about change and stuff as many of our listeners are you know just graduated from university college and going on to do new things so I guess Zoe do you kind of want to talk a little bit a little bit about kind of the whole process of moving to Paris like how when did you know you wanted to move there how did you go about finding a job and yeah just kind of all the little details
2: um okay so kind of how it came to be is I have always loved Paris um I don't really know how the obsession started I visited Paris when I was 11 with my family and it just kind of became a thing after that I got you know paris charm bracelets for my birthday i got like paris themed decor for my room i got the like i heart paris sweaters all the time it just kind of was like forced onto me not forced but it was kind of put onto me and i was like okay like i'm gonna be the paris girl like i'm okay with that so i've always like been the paris girl i've always been obsessed with paris you know it's super romanticized in like TV and movies and stuff. So it was very easy to kind of have this like dream of going to Paris. And then um, I actually didn't go back until last summer when I went with Emily, cause um, she was in France for her exchange. So we both met up in Paris and we're in Paris for a week. And I made a vlog of that week as well. And it's one of my favorite videos fine. I've ever made. Yeah. And in that week, I kind of just fell in love with Paris even more because I basically went 10 years without being in Paris and just dreaming of it. So then to actually get here, I was like, wait, these whole 10 years of loving Paris are actually like valid. And I actually do love Paris and it's not just like the image of it. And I had so much fun. We did like all the classic touristy things and I loved all of it. I was obsessed with everything here. And then Emily had to leave two days early to go um, start school. And so I was here alone for two days. And I really just got to walk around all the streets, you know, go to the cafes by myself, kind of explore the city on my own. And those two days really like solidified it for me that I could see myself living here because I was experiencing Paris on my own, kind of not as a tourist and it was just a really great two days, like really eye-opening. And I really fell in love with the city even more. And I was kind of having these thoughts of like, maybe I'll move for the summer, you know, spend a summer in Paris,
1: maybe mm-hmm. just like
2: six months. But then I got home and right away, I was like, I miss Paris. Like, I need to go back. I missed it as soon as I left. And I started to follow um, all these like Paris Instagrammers tiktokers youtubers and i was like constantly bombarded with like paris content and the obsession just didn't stop because i was constantly watching paris i was constantly like i want to go back like even as the seasons changed i just loved it so much and so then it really only started in about january that i kind of like talked to my parents and was like hey like i kind of want this to be what I do, you know, post-grad, like as my post-grad plan that everyone's trying to figure out. I kind of thought maybe my post-grad plan should be Paris. So I started to look for jobs online. um, And through that, I found the job that I got right now. It was by far my favorite job. I'm working as a video editor. So it fits perfectly with my love for YouTube. Like video editing has also always been a passion of mine. Um, So yeah, I found a job as a video editor just from looking online in Paris. And then from there, I found an apartment pretty quickly, because I got really lucky and found like a really pretty one because most of the apartments in Paris are furnished. So I found a really pretty apartment in a really nice and safe location. And then you know, had to do all the visa stuff. And all my forms and all that and then that's kind of how it came to be and I moved three weeks ago and I've been living in Paris for three weeks now. Oh my
0: gosh it's it's so crazy how like your dream from when you were so young has now it's like your reality. I know. It's insane. I don't know I, for
1: you. <laughs> I generally I was gonna say I think you like actually manifested it with just having it like present in your life at all times like through social media and like talking about it and decor and stuff it was just always there and you just like made it into a reality which is like really crazy but I'm glad you're there because it's crazy like it's so scary but like anything like any place we go like it's hard at first change is scary but then once you get into like a like a routine and like habits and stuff um you know it it could be like your second home very quickly Mm -hmm. yeah has it
0: were you ever nervous like going there on your own were you like oh I'm going all on my own sort of thing or how has it been living on your own and I guess kind of being on your own obviously you have you know people you work with and stuff but has it been like challenging or do you like being alone or
2: I was I feel like I was never really afraid of the alone part because I have done a few like scary things before alone like when I was 10 years old, I went to sleep away summer camp alone, and I like didn't know anyone, and my parents thought I was crazy, but I really wanted to go to camp, and I went not knowing anyone, and then when I went to Queen's University, I went not knowing anyone, not a single one of my friends went with me, so that was also like a huge leap for me, and then um, starting in second year, I got an apartment on my own, and I've already experienced living on my own for three years. So mm-hmm. I feel like that was not the scariest thing for me. I feel like mm-hmm. it um, has been pretty okay to adjust to because I've had those past experiences in my life of being alone. Um, but it's definitely weird being in a city, you know, with no one who's really 100% like your contact, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. I have my work friends, but I don't have you know my best friend who's known me for ten years. I don't have any aunts and uncles. I don't have any cousins. and yeah. that's certainly weird. but thankfully, I have not had an emergency where I would need that type of person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so far Under so cross
1: you don't yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's I think that's like a hard part is like not having at least like even if it's just like one person who's like your person. I can make such a big difference. So it's definitely hard, like, feeling alone sometimes. But like you said, like, in every sort of, like, phase of your life, you've done something by yourself and taken on a new challenge. So this is, like, the next phase of your life. Um, and, like, you'll make friends and have other people in, in no time. So I'm not worried for you. <laughs> no, you will be good for sure. And
0: I feel like at your job, are you the only, like, video – Editor, or there are there other people they're doing that as well?
2: Yeah, so it's a team of video editors. Mm-hmm. I think but then
0: you have, but with all common interests too. So and do you has it been easy making? Yeah. Or- <laughs> Sorry, we both started <laughs> question at <laughs> the same time. What? Go ahead, Catherine. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, has it been like, easy to make friends at work? Like has everyone been welcoming, or kind of what's the vibe there? I guess because like it's probably different going from being. And working and doing stuff in Canada to like a full different, you know, different country and stuff.
2: It has been really easy at work. Everyone is super, super nice and super welcoming. It's like the best group of people. And what's really interesting about my company is they have like a very big kind of push for anyone can work here because they accept remote working or in person working. So even though the company is about 60 people right now, I think the most people who have been in the office is about 15 people. So it also makes it easier in a way because there's less people to get to know and we kind of get to do things together. Like every day we go find a restaurant and we get food and we go eat lunch together in the park. Um, So it's like a really nice, yeah, it's really like tight knit vibe there. I really love it. The video team is really great we all um, went into the office last Saturday to film TikToks together. And one of, oh and my we, were God. Doing, uh, we were doing a Nerf war TikTok together. That's so that so kind of shows that the whole video team wanted to come in on a Saturday and do that together. Yeah, um, that
1: means it's a good work environment for sure.
2: Yeah. And um, what's really nice for me is that right when i came in there was one girl um from the states she's from michigan she had been um at the job for two weeks and she's my age and then um three days after i joined a girl our age from england came and like started work so all three of us are brand new at the office and all three of us speak english we're the same age we have common interests so luckily the three of us have actually become really close and just last night we were like in our little group chat sending voice memos back and forth and we were all all three of us were like i feel like we've known each other for 10 years but it's only been like a week and a half it's really crazy that's so nice
1: okay i love that that's really like that's so super (laughs) lucky to find two other girls your age also english speaking like in paris um yeah that's amazing and it just goes to show people, like, so many people are so scared of going places alone because they just think they're, you know, they're not going to find any friends. But honestly, it's a lot easier than people think. And I think people just kind of, like, show up in your life right when you need them out of nowhere. Like, yeah. you don't really expect it. And I think we also think we've met everyone we're, we've, we're meant to meet, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, we think we already have our group of friends. And obviously, like, we all, all three of us have, like, best friends right now. groups of really great friends but there are so many like other phases of our life and like environments that we're going to be exposed to that there's so many more people that we're going to meet and become close with
0: yeah like there's so many other people in the world who aren't necessarily you know in the same city or province or country and you never know until you step out and you know Branch out and travel different places, and just be open to new things too. I'm um, um, when
2: you went on your exchange, like you ended up meeting like your twin, which was so crazy.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was pretty crazy, and it was weird because like when I the first day I met her, I just like had a feeling that we were gonna get along right away, even though we were both like super nervous because we both had gone alone. We were kind of like oh, like you know, like kind of shy. And then we, were, we both were just like, okay, whatever, we just got to go for it. And then we became, like, best friends there. Um, but anyway, what I was going to ask you before I forget was how do you find or, like, compare, like, the work ethic and, like, sort of, like, the corporate lifestyle in Europe compared to here? I mean, I guess you don't, like, have too much corporate experience here to base it off of, but, like, is, are there any differences that you notice, like, in general, like, on your team or with your bosses and managers
2: yeah so I have not ever actually worked a real job like in Canada I worked at camp um and then I did some like you know side gigs I guess um as I guess your job yeah so nothing ever really like traditional nine to five um but I do know that like you know in some offices it's really like you have to be there at nine zero zero and then you're out you're out of the door at five zero zero. And I know that a lot of people are like, you can't email me at 501, like I won't answer. Their workday is over. Whereas here, it's pretty interesting. They do it in a very like laid back way where they let you come in between nine and nine thirty. And of course if you came in at nine forty five, no one would have an issue with that. Um, So it's very lenient. You can also say that you're going to work remote any day of the week because it is such like a like remote accepting kind of work. Um, So just in the morning, you can just text your manager going to be remote today or like you can say I'm going to be remote in the morning or some people will come in the morning and then at lunch, they're going to go home and work remotely in the afternoon. So it's very flexible. Um, but yeah, people usually come in between nine and nine thirty, and then, um, we have 1230 to one thirty off as like our lunch break. And that's when we all go to get lunch together. Of course, if you're, you can do it from 12 to one, you can do it from one to two, wherever, whenever you want, but we do have an hour off and it's actually a law in France that you can't eat at your desk. So we, either no park, yeah, we either eat in the park or we eat if it's like not a nice day. Um, at a long table in the office, but it's really like, adamant about, you know, separating your break time from your work time. And then um, at the end of the day, it's um, anyone can leave between like six, 630. Most people stay until 630. And then, you know, they can obviously stay in the office as late as they want if they want to work on anything. But, yeah, I found it's, like, very lenient in that way because starting at six, you know, people just pack their bags and go. Um, And Mm -hmm. they really only care about if you're getting your work done. Like, if you got your work done, you can go. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I love that. That's good. Because isn't that, like, the whole point, you know, like, getting your work done? I think the the rigid nine-to-five thing is so – I think it's just going out of style in so many ways because, I don't know, like, our life is more about – I totally agree. I don't know. Anyway, continue. I'm
0: blanking. Yeah, it seems like it was more balanced, um, at least from your situation, just more work-life balance, especially, like, I love the idea of not eating at your desk. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's so, much. at least for me, like, even just for school, I was like, oh, I need to, like, keep studying while I'm eating. Like, I can't take a break sort of thing. And I think that is so important to, you know, take a break and separate, like, have your meal time. It's a relaxing time. And then, like, once you're done, you can get back into work. And then again, like, I think that everyone works differently. Like, for example, like different schedules, like not everyone's going to work most productively between the hours of nine and five. And so maybe, you know, we need to become our society and our world needs to become more lenient with like when people work and, you know, going into the office and working at home and everything. So it's nice that you kind of get a different different
1: perspective on a work environment well, than some of us I was going to say what's actually funny is that my boss at work is from France so my company is like Montreal Ontario like Quebec Ontario based um, so a lot of my team members are from like Quebec and they're French but a few of them are actually like from France so she is like European and she's very lenient about the hours I work as long as I'm getting my work done and like you know working the 7.5 eight hours she's like I don't care if you work this time you end it this time whatever as long as I'm getting my work done which I really love Cause it gives me just that little buffer time. Like if I wake up one morning and I'm exhausted, I need that like half an hour, 20 more minutes of sleep. It's great. Or vice versa. Like if I have to go to a shift at the restaurant, I have like, I can finish earlier and like have time to get ready. So I just think it makes way more sense. And it's more like adaptable to everyone's sort of schedules and lifestyles.
0: Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, I just wanted to transition the conversation a little bit more, um, gearing it towards your YouTube channel, and that was a voice crack. I didn't like that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) and I guess maybe just kind of telling everyone about how you got started with it. Did you always want to be a YouTuber? Um, yeah, kind of your story on starting your YouTube channel.
2: Um, yeah. So I don't really know how it started but when I was really really young I was obsessed with taking like my parents camera and making little home videos with my cousins my brother anyone who I could like force into a video with me and like it was a whole production we would have costumes and we would have scripts and I was obsessed with filming them and then That's I so really cute. wanted a way- <laughs> and then I really wanted a way to you know put the clips together and actually make a movie I was so obsessed with making movies. And um, my parents enrolled me in a McGill video camp. It was like a little day camp one summer. And in that video camp, we filmed a movie, but then they also taught you how to use iMovie to edit. And so at that camp, that's where I kind of learned how to do it. And then I came home and I was like to my brother, okay, let's go. We're making movies and I can edit them. And I just really fell in love with that. And um, it was around when I was 10 years old. I don't know how my parents yeah. let me, but they let me get a YouTube channel to post these little home videos that are now oh definitely on private. Um, yeah. Oh. <laughs> and yeah, from there, I just, you know, after school, like when we, my friends and I would have play dates after school in elementary school, we were filming shows together and I was putting them on YouTube. And that's kind of how my YouTube channel started. And obviously, I stopped doing those skits once I got into high school. Um, And then it was about a year between like, um, the year of grade seven is when I just didn't do anything because in grade six, I was making home videos. And then in grade seven, I wasn't making any videos. My channel was just kind of laying there. And then the summer after grade seven, that's that's when the beauty grew community kind of like Uh, like popped off and it was like bethany moda and like makeup by mandy 24 and all those people and i was obsessed with them classic and then i you know i had my channel already so i never really had to go through that like nervousness of like do i start my youtube channel do i make a youtube channel because i had it from when i was 10 so i used that one and i started making like weird makeup tutorials and like nail polish tutorials and, like, all sorts of beautiful <laughs> stuff. It was kind of funny. And then I just kind of never stopped, like, ever since the summer between grade 7 and grade 8. I mm-hmm. was posting a lot of, like, makeup and, like, fashion stuff, even though I had no idea what I was talking about. Yeah. <laughs> and I kind of just did that throughout high school, kind of ignoring, you know, the boys in my grade who would, like, play them in front of me because, of course, I got that sort of reaction. But Mm -hmm. I never got mean reactions from my actual friends, which is really nice because I know a lot of YouTubers back then would talk about how much they were bullied. And thankfully, my friends loved it and they loved to be in videos with me. And that kind of continued all throughout high school of me being a fake little beauty group. And then once I got (laughs) to Queens, that's kind of when, you know, Emma Chamberlain was gaining popularity and vlogs Mm -hmm. were kind of becoming the thing. So Mm -hmm. then I started doing college vlogs and a lot of people were interested in Queens University, like a lot of people who wanted to apply to Queens were watching my videos and it kind of just took off from there as being like a Queens college YouTuber. And then especially during the pandemic, that's kind of where I say like my channel really grew because that's all I was doing during the pandemic. Yes. posting like twice a week and I'd never had a posting schedule before in my life. Never had a posting schedule and then I was like, okay, every Sunday I'll have a video. And, yeah. Yeah, and then it just became like a really big thing for me and I love it. I love it so much. I'm so
1: I love content.
2: it. <laughs> Thank you. And, and yeah, also happened.
1: Sorry. I was going to say for everyone listening, um yeah, I feel like you've done so well with your videos but also like you are a partner with Princess Polly, like, hello, that is so cool. Yeah, that's insane.
0: And I, I'm just, just like, <laughs> yeah,
1: no, it's, it's crazy. And just listening to your story of how you started. And, you know, even when you were little, you always wanted to have like the camera in your hands. And then you continued on to Queens and took phone media and like, kept taking classes where you were able to edit and stuff. It just like shows that like sticking to your gut and like sticking to what you love to do really pays off in the end because look where you are now. You're living in your dream city, doing your dream job. So people follow your dreams and screw the haters.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Don't listen to people who like are hating on you. Listen to your heart and your gut. The gut instinct is always right. I always say to myself, um, but, like, I have no idea about your whole past with filming and everything, Zoe. That is so cool and really cute. <laughs> um. So, yeah, I was actually going to ask before you said it um, But when you, like, grew the most. And, yeah, COVID, I feel like, was, a like, obviously a difficult time. But also, I guess, for you and I know some other people, like, it led to a big growth in your channel. Um. What I was going to ask was, when did you start doing, I guess – partnerships and stuff like that was it post COVID during COVID before and what's your favorite the favorite your favorite brand that you work with or have worked with
2: um so even back in high school I would get some I guess partnerships but they weren't paid partnerships they were just like gifting partnerships um, I can't remember exactly. I know I did some with like a small jewelry company, like a makeup company, perfume company, um, just like some little partnerships here and there, but they weren't paid partnerships, um, which is a bit different. And nowadays I only do paid partnerships because now that it's becoming, yeah. you know, more of a thing and more people are talking about it, I'm kind of like hearing all these people be like, you shouldn't work for free. Like the little perfume that you get is not going to pay your bills. And I'm like, okay, that's true. Like this is actually my job. So I was very lucky to have that in high school. And I would, you know, post on my Snapchat story, like, thank you at Scentbird and like be so excited (laughs) little things. Um, But yeah, my first real partnership was um, during the pandemic in 2020 I'm pretty sure it was Princess Polly, and I was over the moon, so excited. This was my dream collab. Um, so I did Princess Polly. I did Zaffle was a big one. I've done oh cool um, CupShe, which is another bathing company. Yeah. Um, I did Cricket Canada, which is a little DIY machine. Um, I've done Castify, which I love, love working with Castify. So cool. I also now that I'm remembering, I actually also did the summer between first and second year kind of when I was this like big Queens University YouTuber. I did a huge partnership with Canadian Tire, which was super insane to me because it's a huge store corporation, yeah. 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 And so I did do a little collaboration with them um for back to school like furniture and stuff. Now that I remember. Wow. That. Really? Yeah. Um My collaborations really picked up during the pandemic when my YouTube channel was picking up and that's when I started learning about like rates and media kits and all that and started, you know, actually negotiating how much I would want to get paid for a YouTube video versus a TikTok versus an Instagram story and um, yeah, I just, I've kept doing them. Usually um they will reach out to me to kind of schedule something i found that when i reach out to brands they don't really answer because i'm sure a lot of people are reaching out to them so i've just gotten great with the ones who have reached out to me um Mm -hmm. and most of my partnerships are really just reoccurring with the same brands um which is because it's easy you know you have the emails to email them and my Mm -hmm. favorite by far has been princess polly i love working with them because not only do I get paid, but I also get the clothes. And yeah. the clothes are my Yeah, your clothes are so my nice. My entire wardrobe is Princess Polly. I haven't gone actually shopping in, like, two years now. My whole wardrobe is Princess Polly. <laughs>
1: like, that's just a oh dream. That's every girl's dream. Like, it's, like, Cher's closet in Clueless, where she just, you know, taps little, like, iPad and choose what she wants, and she has everything there. Like, I feel like Princess Polly – like, you have a Princess Polly just – Closet, there always like stocking up for you every season. Yeah. But like, wow. my friends
2: come over and they're like, "Can I borrow this?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." Like, where's it from? Princess Polly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, oh my
0: gosh, that's really nice. Yeah. Did you all, did you ever think that it was going to become this bigger YouTube? Like, do you have any idea that you'd ever be doing like partnerships and stuff? Well,
2: like I thought back when I was like. 14 that my little like smoky eye makeup tutorial was gonna get like a million views and I would have like a million subscribers I was like confident like I know that a lot of people when they like you know grow big on YouTube they're like I never thought this would happen to me like I was just posting for fun like when I was young I thought I was going to be famous so <laughs> I'm very happy that I have you know read like reached out to a lot of people through my youtube channel i'm really happy that i've made a connection with so many people that you know i never would have Mm -hmm. talked to in the comments or talked to in my dms if youtube didn't exist it's been a really amazing experience um so i guess i never really thought that it would happen for me because it definitely has happened for me slowly but i have Mm -hmm. always hoped that it would happen i love
1: that Want to be calm well, I feel like you grew up just like yeah expecting it to happen and just like living like it was already happening and for all you you know manifestation peeps out there and law of attraction like mm-hmm. attracts like so um what was I gonna say? yeah um so Zoe is living proof in front of our eyes but I was gonna say like jump back to Paris quickly um I just wanted to ask like what's been I know you've only been there for like a couple weeks now two three weeks Mm -hmm. um but what's been your like favorite favorite part so far okay um (laughs) sorry that was a really loaded question
2: (laughs) there are two things that come to mind my favorite part of my time here so far was when my mom was here because Mm -hmm. we were doing so much every day like between you know the ikea runs and like actually going to you know get my social insurance number and all of that we would mm-hmm. do some things mm-hmm. which is really fun and I haven't really done anything touristy since she's left so yeah. that was really fun and obviously we were eating at very nice restaurants every night whereas yeah. now mm-hmm. I am you know going to the grocery store trying to find some quick meals for myself so that was kind of like a luxury experience when my mom was here and it was really fun yeah um and then the other thing that's just kind of surreal to me is like every night um, when I look at the clock and I see that it's um, on the hour, I can just go to my window and I poke my head out and I watch the Eiffel Tower sparkle, which is insane oh my God. To me, But I have an Eiffel Tower view because I didn't know that before moving. So the fact that that's like part of my apartment now is really just like, the icing on the cake because it really makes me feel like I'm in Paris since mm-hmm. I can watch that
1: at night. That's amazing. Oh, I'm jealous. That's
0: so nice. I saw your story the other day and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" And all the videos. I feel like any when you open your window, yeah. you just like go right out and it's right yeah. there. It's crazy. so
2: nice. I'm so, so happy that I have that view because it's not in the apartment pictures.
1: Really? Mm-hmm. Whoa. So it was just- Surprise! Interesting, huh? Was it like a like a not so good surprise? Like, were you kind of like let down?
2: No, I was so happy because I oh. I thought there was
1: no view at all. Oh, I thought you meant the apartment looks. I thought my voice, like your my audio, kind of cut out. I thought you said the apartment looks nothing like.
2: Oh no, it the does online. Gorgeous. No, 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 it's really nice. I did have a friend. Okay, visit. thank God. So I love the apartment, um, but the thing with the window is that when you just like look out the window from inside the apartment, yeah. you can't see the Eiffel Tower. So my right. friend who visited who visited it didn't see the Eiffel Tower, but right. if you lean out your head, then you can see it really easily. So the okay. first thing I did when we got into the apartment was lean my head out because I know that you can see it from the street. So I was always okay. like, I feel like if I lean out just enough, like I would be able to see yeah. it. And I was right, you can. So that's, like, really insane to me.
1: Wow. Oh. Yeah, I remember when we were in so Paris nice. together, like, Zoe was like, okay, hey, we have to get to this one spot, like, at, like, 9 p.m., like, on the hour so we can watch the Eiffel Tower, like, Tower sparkle for however long it sparkles, for, like, a minute or something.
2: Five minutes.
1: Five minutes, yeah. why does it sparkle at 9 p.m.? like
2: sparkles. On- like, every hour... Every hour for five minutes and it ends at 1 a.m. 1 a.m. to 105 a.m. is the last time it sparkles. However, I didn't know this, Emily, because when you and I were here, it started at nine o'clock every night. Yes. Whereas now, it doesn't get dark until 11. So it doesn't start sparkling until 11 because it's actually on like a light sensor, which I didn't know.
1: Wow. Oh, so that's night actually here, really cool. Oh
2: yeah. My first night here, my mom and I were super jet lagged, like just wanted to go to bed. It's like 8.59. I'm like, mom, like, come watch, come watch. Like, it's going to sparkle. We get out. It's like a bright blue sky. She's like, it's not going to sparkle. So yeah, it That's only so starts around like 11 now. So it goes 11 midnight and then 1 a.m. But I like my friends at work have told me who have been here like um for longer. that are like in the winter. When it gets dark at, like, 5 p.m., it'll start sparkling at 5 p.m. Wow. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, so nice. That. I yeah. always wondered. If it sparkled. Yeah. I thought it was once a day. I saw your story. I was like, wow, you really were on it. <laughs> that one- Well, the
2: thing <laughs> is, is that if you do see someone taking videos with it sparkling, you know that they, like, had a timer for, like, those five minutes because it only lasts mm-hmm. for five minutes.
1: Yeah. yeah. No, it's crazy. Oh, my and like it doesn't get old too. Like you can just sit there watching it for the whole five minutes and just be like totally, like in awe. Yeah, um, because it
2: doesn't feel real. It's like so wow. Mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. Do you have any other questions, Catherine? I feel like.
2: Um.
0: Well, I was just gonna ask, not like a something crazy, but so far since being in Paris, or I guess even when you were there with M, what's been your favorite food? So I feel like Paris gets a lot of hype around and like all French food, I feel like it gets a lot of mm-hmm. hype. So I was wondering, what's your favorite food bin?
2: Okay. I actually like have an idea because my friend came to visit at the beginning of this week. Um, and so I sent her all of my favorite restaurants to pick from. So I have kind of a favorite place for each type of food. So I want to hear it. Um, Ooh, yeah, I, I have it. a favorite French place. Um, obviously like the typical French food is like the typical French bistro, which is like meat and fish and like amazing French fries. Um, and my mom and I had that a lot at the beginning. I think like our first four nights we had just bistro (laughs) food. So then I was like, "Okay, I need something different. Um, so my favorite French food ended up being where we went on her last night here. It's called La Coupole, I think it is. And it was actually in Emily in Paris. It's a really famous, um, French place but they specialize in seafood like they do have seafood and they come out with like trays of oysters and like all this type of um so at this place for also it's like a massive massive restaurant whereas like in Paris everything is tiny you know like apartments are tiny restaurants are tiny everything's tiny this place is massive and my mom ordered mussels and it came in like a cauldron like a cauldron of like fifty muscles. It was insane. So that was a really good place. Oh I really want God. to go back for sure. Um I love then mussels. luckily I my mom really wanted to stay like in my area because we had such long days and it was just easier. So just on my street, because my street is a pretty busy street. Um, I have like a favorite Italian place where I had like amazing pasta. And, um, instead of giving you bread, like they give you pizza dough balls and they're like fresh and like hot. So it was like super, super good. Um, there was also like a tapas restaurant on my street. That's really good. Everything that my mom and I got was like amazing. Like, I forget what we got, but we got so many different things. And, um, we also got like really cool drinks and we were sitting at the bar. So he like made it right in front of us. So that was a really good experience. And mm-hmm. then I have a favorite sushi place, of course. Um, so it's actually not yeah, far yeah. from me. It's like a 20-minute walk, I want to say. It's a really cool place. They have really okay, cool sushi. Like one of the rolls that I like is like a truffle. Like it has truffle mushroom on it. Um, one of Whoa. the ones have mango. Oh my God, they're yeah. like really crazy rolls. Like they're really, you know, big and like different. So that place is really good, and it's such yeah. a like amazing vibe inside. And one of my friends who was in Paris this past semester on exchange, it's her favorite sushi place in Paris. And then also when I like said on my Instagram that I was moving to Paris, um, there was a family who went to my summer camp. It was four daughters. I was at an all girls camp, so it was all girls. Yeah. So the four daughters, they were all from Paris. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, they moved like. Four years ago to Belgium I think so they're not in Paris anymore mm-hmm. but one of the oh, wow. sisters texted me after I announced like I was moving to Paris and she was like my only thing that I need to tell you is like this is my favorite sushi place and it's the same favorite sushi place as my friend <laughs> so I of course I've been twice already and it's like so good the oh my
1: god <laughs> oh, that is hilarious
0: That's in any dessert. Mm -hmm.
2: Oh, yes. Um, I have been having lots of eclairs. There's like a little um, eclair Mm -hmm. place right next Mm -hmm. to my work. And a lot of like restaurants have formulas specifically for like workers. So when you go for lunch, they have like a lunch formula. And it's like a cheaper kind of deal for like getting like your food, your drink and your dessert. So there is a place right by my work that has a really good like ham and avocado and like caramelized onion Cheese sandwich with a drink, and then little mini eclairs, and he has like
1: Mm.
2: a million flavors, like passion fruit eclair, salted caramel eclair, um, strawberry strawberry eclair, like all these like cool flavors. Whereas in like regular bakeries, there's really only like chocolate or coffee. Yeah, having lots of eclairs because that is so good.
0: my gosh Ian, yeah that sounds amazing oh no i'm craving <laughs> something sweet i'm hungry <laughs> um, I'm just, um do you have any like final questions you want to ask or
1: a wrap up um not like specific questions but i was just gonna like say if you wanted to like end off the podcast by just like Not necessarily like advice, but just, you know, giving the people some inspiration or just, I guess, advice about maybe if they're thinking about, you know, doing something that seems a bit crazy on the outside, like packing your bags and moving across the world to a different country and, or, you know, experimenting with a different job, like what would be your biggest advice, Mm -hmm. piece of advice for them or words of wisdom or something like that?
2: So kind of... I've always been like the type of person who, no matter what other people think, I've always loved what I love. And I've loved, you know, a lot of things that Mm -hmm. have gotten mocked by society. Like I'm a huge Harry Potter nerd and a lot of people made fun of that. And then in 2020, everyone was on like Harry Potter TikTok, you know, and I loved Taylor Swift when I was younger. Or, I mean, I still do, but when I was younger, I loved Taylor Swift and she was made fun of a lot in society. And then look now, like, she's super popular with all of her, you know, like re recordings of the albums. And I think, like, you just have to stick to what you love because then no one can take it away Mm -hmm. from you if that makes sense. Like, if you know you love Mm -hmm. something, yeah, no, I get that. Love it and, like, stick to it. And you know that it makes you happy. You know, I used to be a huge like book nerd like in elementary school too like I was a huge huge book nerd and then in high school I stopped reading because no one was reading and I kind of stopped because that's when I you know I got into editing YouTube videos instead but I still always loved reading it's not that anyone you know told me to stop reading it just slowly phased out but then Mm -hmm. I got back into it with the pandemic and so did everyone else even though this has been something that I always loved and I think like you know, trends come and go, but like, you just have to love what you love. And so that's kind of my whole mindset is like, why live your life, you know, wishing you were somewhere else. Like if I stayed in Montreal, I would be wishing I was in Paris. So I was like, I just have to, I have to go to Paris. I'm not wishing I'm somewhere else because life is so short. And that's like so deep, but it is. Yeah. and. Yeah.
1: No, honestly, that's just as good. I love that. Just
2: staying true to myself. Like, there are some other, you know, values that I have. And, like, no matter how weird they may be to someone else, like, I never have strayed from them. Like, some of my values are super strict. I'll just never break them Mm -hmm. because it's important to me. And, yeah, that's kind of just how I ended up here, I guess, is, you know, never quitting YouTube, for example even though boys in my grade would make fun of it and like no one else was doing YouTube and like I wasn't gaining subscribers from my little nail polish tutorials, but I never stopped because it made me happy. Yeah. And yeah, that's yeah. kind of just how I've always lived is like, you know, trying to make myself happy and just knowing what I love and knowing what makes me happy and not wanting to feel stuck somewhere where I don't feel like, you know, this is my place in the world.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm
2: -hmm. Wow. Thanks for sharing. That was such a fun episode. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Words of wisdom, people.
2: Everything, Um. like, is possible. If Like, it's all possible. Like, you can move wherever you want. Yes, you're going to have to fill out a million documents, but it's possible. And especially with technology, even though it's so hard to leave, friends and family like I literally FaceTime my parents every single day with technology it's so easy that even when you leave you don't really leave
0: that's very true no No, that's
1: exactly right
0: that is true Um,
1: and like just to build on that like people like people have everyone has a dream multiple dreams and so many people just live with that dream their entire life but never actually act on it which I mean, I guess like having the dream is half the fun, like planning for a trip is like half the excitement, for example, but then it's like, you don't actually take the leap and do it. And then, you know, you live your life wondering or you get into like your career in your, you know, midlife wondering like, what if? And I just think it's just so incredible to like hear young people like you who are just saying like, you know, not thinking, just acting, obviously like responsible and with some thinking but you know what I mean just like trusting your gut doing what you love and you know the rest will follow as it should kind of and fall into place yeah I agree with and it's that. also like not easy like it's not easy to just like be like yep, yeah, I'm gonna chase my dreams and then I'll be happy like like you said there's tons of documents traveling's not easy mm-hmm. you know airports I'm airplanes sure. visas all of that in between time change money yeah housing living like that's a huge huge like obstacle and you know stuff in the way but if you're passionate enough about it and you love it enough um like it's not the end of the world and you can get through it and yeah yeah no I totally you're so inspirational
0: Um, yes literally Zoe I always admire you for just doing like following your heart and like when you like just going to Paris and being like yeah I'm going I'm going to pursue my dream and whatever. So, yeah. Thank you so much for sharing everything. And that was so much fun recording and hearing about your life so far in Pierce. Even though we've only been there for 3 weeks, I swear it's been forever mm-hmm. it feels like. Like you've done so I much know. already too, but I also feel like I haven't seen you in forever. Um, but yeah, thanks for coming on the episode. It was a lot of Happy. fun and I'm sure yeah. Yeah, of course, I'm sure. And I hope that this will help some people who, you know, are maybe considering doing something that's maybe out of the ordinary or not what all of their friends are doing. Um, So, yeah, Mm -hmm. sharing your story about moving to Paris, about YouTube and everything.
1: And we will link your Instagram and YouTube in the comments. So, everyone, go look at her Instagram if you want amazing Paris content. Yes. Um. And her YouTube for maybe you're like going into university or you're in university and you don't watch some of her like college vlogs. She she gives great tips. She was like an A plus plus million <laughs> student. So <laughs> um. <laughs> so yeah, she has some good stuff in there for being productive and everything else. Yeah. Um. And yeah, we all miss you and we, we missed you all at me. our grad. But you're with us. I watched
2: the grad on the live stream. Mm-hmm. Add a little work. Out of work, dinner, I know. and I just like went in the corner and was watching the oh live stream. God. And then my manager, and there's like a head of like people and culture so my manager, people because obviously, yeah. like, he's in charge of making yeah. people happy. Both of them like come over to me in the corner, and like, Are you okay? <laughs> like, yes, oh, I'm just watching stuff, I'm just watching my graduation, but they thought I was like sad, you know, in the corner. <laughs>
1: Aww. yeah oh that's, that's so cute. cute i'm happy you got to watch well, at least it. You, yeah and at least you had like a cute little like grab party thing yeah, with your was, family yeah um,
0: that was super yeah. cute um so yeah until our next episode you guys can follow us on instagram at food for thought um, listen to some of our older episodes leave us a rating and review we really appreciate it and yeah stay tuned for more episodes we have actually a decent amount of guest episodes lined up so get excited it's going to be a summer full of guest episodes and yeah thank you again Zoe for coming on we love talking to you and yeah talk to you guys soon bye bye